Welcome to Season 3 of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. This show will provide our listeners with up-to-date medical information from a leading neurotologist, neuroimmune, and genomic specialist. With Dr. Stewart's broad medical knowledge, we will discuss how he helps his patients. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and I invite you to sit back, grab your cup of coffee, your favorite beverage, and let's have Season 3 of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Episode 6, Season 3 of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and as always, the man of the half hour, Dr. Kendall Stewart. How are you? Great, Kara. Thank you. It is cold outside today. It is. It's awesome. It is. It's like 22 degrees when I woke up this morning. But you know why I love this weather? Why? Because I got great hair. (laughs) It's like when we're up in Colorado, I got the best hair on the slope. (laughs) Anyways, I just had to say that. You know what? Today, we are going to be talking about something that everybody, well, not everybody, but most people, myself included, struggle with day in, day out, month to year is weight loss. Mm. Weight loss. And then we're also going to touch on the second half athletic performance for those people that are true athletes that are out there just trying to get better at their game. But So let me just give you a few facts. So we are going to be talking about genetic testing and how that can help potentially get you on a better path to losing weight and with your weight loss trends. But let me, let me, I looked up the obesity rate. You know, I like to do the fun facts. Sure. This isn't fun facts. This is terrible facts. But obesity rates, this was as September 1st, 2016. And it said that the obesity rates in children, um, obesity remains one of the biggest threats to the health of our children in our country, mm-hmm. putting millions of America at increased risk for a range of chronic diseases, contributing to more than $147 billion in preventable health care spending. Mm. And then the other fun fact that I found is that Louisiana at 38.5% is the heaviest state and the mm-hmm. highest rate of obesity, and Colorado, one of our favorites, is only 21% right. in obesity rates. What's your thoughts on that? Well, it probably has to do with not only regional preferences and diet, but yeah. also activity. I mean, Cajun yeah. food. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it, too. <laughs> and the cocktails on Bourbon Street. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, a lot of times it has to do with uh, how many people are active in the community and what's the kind of the mood of the community. And in Colorado, you got a truck. And, well, I mean, and you got a truck around. That's right. In Colorado, you know, it's all the, the whole concept, the social aspects of it is tends to be more outdoorsy. Yeah. Uh, more Hiking, exercise related, camping. get away from the TV. Yeah. You know, in Louisiana, hot and humid. and You want to stay indoors in the AC. A lot of times you want to stay A lot of fried indoors. food. Well, it, just is a, it can be cultural, but, it, you know, it also, when you think about it, uh, Louisiana is really a genetically reasonably pure population. Okay. And what does that mean? Meaning Cajuns, a lot of Cajuns. Uh, you know, those people tend to stay in their community because it's a Cajun-based community. So so that's going back to where they're The genetics may play a big role in it. Because they're so close in type? Yes. Okay. Obviously in genetic descent. Okay. You understand? So it doesn't mean that's purely that way. Obviously, there's lots of people who enjoy New Orleans and stuff like yeah. that. But the whole idea is... And in Colorado, it's typically a very diverse community. Well, it's kind of like a melting pot. So you've got sure. people that go there, and then they find their mate. And sure. Because like you said, one's from the mom, one's from the dad. So right. in Louisiana. So the whole idea is you have to learn to kind of temporize the genetic aspect of it with what really is going on in the community itself, uh, social aspects, eating habits, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it takes me back to my mom, our mom, used to say, you know, I married your dad because he was 6'2", and I was five feet tall, so you kids would be tall. I mean, is it really like that? Like when you're out trying to choose a mate? Oh, would you- I, 
that's not the way I chose it. I was like, hey, she's good looking. <laughs> Your wife is good looking. <laughs> but um, what I'm going to tell you is that obviously, you know, if you go to Colorado, you're going to find out every restaurant you go into has a gluten-free menu, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. You go to other parts of the country, that's not true. That's true. It so all depends. Diet plays a big role. Uh, social aspects, uh, understanding health. How much do you value health? Mm-hmm. You understand, and yeah. in Colorado, obviously, it's valued a whole. Well, if you want to go out and be active, you got to be in, he- in good. So health. this is the problem with obesity. It's so many aspects that are important. Diet's important. Exercise habits are important. Genetics are important. And the well, biggest that's problem. That's what I want to get into. Yeah, nobody, nobody who's heavy wants to be heavy. No, you know, they all want to be fit. Um, the problem is it takes a lot of work, and then some people work a lot and don't see results because of genetic alterations, and therefore yeah. they get frustrated. Well, let me ask you about genetics. And, Can and I say one other thing? Sure, of course. Okay, so, it's your show. You know what the hardest machine is at the gym? What? The hardest machine to work. The Stairmaster. Nope, the what? front door. <laughs> the front door. That is strict to get in there. That's my problem. I even set up a fitness area in my house, and I've right. touched it once. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you? It's right upstairs. Right. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Dr. Stewart, you're a comedian oh, today. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> well, okay. Now let's get to the part about genetics and how that might assist with weight loss. The mm-hmm. Nutrigenomic Panel from Genomics Nutrition. Now we've got the 55 panel. Mm-hmm. We've got an additional 29 genes. You've got your basic panel and your advanced panel. Right. How? So let's start with children. Because it is amazing when you see an obese child. It's like, what is going on? Is that parent sure. feeding that child like so much every day? And how can we use that genetic panel to assist in that child? Well, here's the deal. Um, you know, typically what you'll see in obesity is the parents, the child reflects the parents. Correct. In a lot of ways. So everybody always makes this bad assumption that obviously the parents' eating habits are terrible, so therefore they've rubbed off on the child. And there is some... Because they're feeding them. Right. And there is some truth to that. Now, yeah. obviously, social status plays a big role in that, too, because, you know... Bad food is cheap food. Yeah, fast okay. food, sure. McDonald's, all that. And, and you'll find out that when you got single working moms of lower to middle income, I mean, it's easier to run by McDonald's and get something. Taco just, Bell, uh, yeah. To go to the store and buy all that stuff and go home Cook and make it. it. There's not enough time. No, it's true. Yeah. Uh, but the whole idea is it also plays a big role. Man, many of us, in, in particular European descent people, we have a group of genes that we've been trying to work out called thrifty genes. Thrifty. And thrifty really means how generous are they at burning energy. Okay. Now, do and, these fall in the mitochondria? No, these are actually kind of all over, which is really funny. But the basically, panel. the whole idea is many of our cultures long time ago, Native Americans um, in particular, you know, you see a lot of obesity in Native Americans, uh-huh. especially the women. Um, what I will tell you is that those genes were developed because there were times of famine. Okay. Okay. Oh, so the store the fat. Right. And so if there's a crisis going on, whether it's a mental crisis, physical crisis, you're sick, um, the whole idea, you really will actually start to store fat for the crisis. Well, yeah, and that's why they say eat five meals a day because you'll, your body will say it's starving and then hold the fat. That's correct. And so the whole idea, what you really want to know is that also inflammation plays a big role. Mm-hmm. Interleukins, things that are going on with your immune system. So when we deal with the, the genetics of the person, we have to make sure that inflammation, which is felt in the body as a crisis, oh, yeah. tends to trigger storage of fat in a lot of people so back to the native americans when they went through those famine times or in any part of the world Mm -hmm. did that those genetics evolve over time and kind of alter and And concentrated and then so the heaviness stayed correct well i used to be very thin because they went through times of starvation 
Yeah. Do you understand? And so they were programmed for that. And now all of a sudden when there's fast, fast cheap food available everywhere, guess there's, what? The fat is still stored. Correct. Okay. So the whole idea is that there is so many, so much complexity around obesity, but obviously what you're trying to accomplish in genetics, I would rec and obesity um, or effort, just weight loss, weight loss yeah. effort is that I would really tackle it from five different aspects. Okay, okay, and that's what's on the report. Well, no, not on the report necessarily. So the first one, obviously, is diet, and everybody's hammered on that. Of course. Okay, and then exercise, obviously, everybody knows that. Move. Yeah. Right, you just got to get moving and do things. But in the genetic aspect, what you have to have is you have to have low inflammation in the body. Mm -hmm. So when you deal with the inflammatory categories, you may be the markers. You may be allergic to certain foods. Yeah, the gluten, you to, the causing you to have a lot of inflammation and a lot of weight. Weight gain in particular can be um, uh, water weight. So if you know your genetics in the inflammatory, like the HLA, DQA1 and 2, that's for gluten sensitivity. Correct. That causes inflammation of the bowel. And in the 55 test, we have the interleukins. We want to see if they've been ah. polymorphed, so they're more aggressive, so you create more inflammation than you should. Mm -hmm. Your tumor necrosis factor, your CTLA4, those are all immune markers, and that's how do you turn off the inflammation once it's been turned on. And a lot of people are very poor at that. So now, if what, you what we've correlated... Do you understand in medicine is heavy people tend to be less healthy people? Well, yeah. Do you understand? And the problem is that may not necessarily just because they're hauling around more weight. It is because they yeah. actually carry more inflammation potential. Well, you, can, you know, it's kind of in a lot of I see a lot of websites talk about if you they don't discuss the inflammation. They just talk about, hey, do this to lose weight. But if you're constantly inflamed, you're not going to be able to. Well, if you're constantly inflamed and you go exercise and create more inflammation, you gain weight. Say that again? If you constantly are inflamed and you go exercise hard and you create more inflammation, you actually gain weight. Oh, well, that's me. You understand? Well, I can't seem to recover because that's I correct. know my mitochondrial markers. Well, now my... that's, that's number four. So okay. the last three are genetic. Am I inflammatory? Inflammation, inflammation, mitochondria. Are you Energy. feeding your mitochondria right? Are they programmed right? Do they need to upgrade? Do they need a nutritional help? Because mm -hmm. that's your metabolic rate. How are you burning nutrition? Excuse me, energy in the cell. Okay. And obviously, everybody wants their me metabolic rate right. What do you do? You go have your thyroid checked, right? Right. Well, the reason you have your thyroid checked is your thyroid tells your mitochondria to make energy and to work harder. So that's why you need your mitochondria Correct. genetics. And then lastly, you got to have methylation because methylation not only makes you happier, healthier, because dopamine and serotonin, but also feeds your mitochondria so that you burn ah. calories and you do everything right. Again, back to why the report has those five categories. Right. So to me, obviously exercise and nutrition, but when you get to genetics, there are three other things. Inflammation, uh -huh. how, how aggressive are you at turning it on, turning it off? Mm -hmm. Mitochondria, how good do your batteries burn energy? Mm-hmm. And then number three is methylation because it has so many factors involved in all the other things. I don't know if you remember this. Ten years ago, I came to you um, just on the side because I was, I was walking like three miles a day and mm. hadn't dropped one pound. Sure. And I was eating well, but I was so frustrated, but I wasn't feeling good. And, you, mm -hmm. you know, my, when I got my blood work. You looked at that. My hormones were a mess. Sure. I wish I had had my genetic testing, and now we know. So explain now that's why I thing. wasn't. Now, one other thing is that, obviously, um, age plays a big role. 
But this is like I was 30. Right. And so the whole idea is at 30, your hormones should be in fairly good shape. But hormones do play a big role. Yeah. Certainly as women hit into their 40s, their progesterone level starts to fall out. Mm-hmm. Before their estrogen level, that's when they start to put on more weight because they become estrogen more estrogen dom- dominant. Now, we've also linked a gene called the CYP1B1. It's a cytochrome enzyme from the it's liver. It's on our report. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's on there is that though many, many women who have that abnormality have trouble breaking down estrogen into mm-hmm. its non-active form. So those women are become estrogen dominant, which means you're more voluptuous. Yeah, that okay. would be me if yeah. you ever see a picture. <laughs> yeah, you're more voluptuous because you tend to have more estrogen in the system. And you are too. Oh, yes. Because we're related. <laughs> That's right, because we don't break it down as well. So it makes people heavier. Right. And so when you're on birth control pills and you gain weight, that's because the estrogen is essentially building up. Um, Do you understand? But the ratio of progesterone to estrogen is important. How can you fix that? Well, the I mean, I, is, I take progesterone now, natural progesterone. You, you, you actually take the progesterone up. Okay. So By the blood work. Back, blood. Right. And then a lot of times we even have to adjust the estrogen down with something like DEM. Mm-hmm, I take that. So that you kind of put this back into order. But the whole idea is you got to have inflammation control, too. Yeah. Let's get back to the exercise part with the Mm -hmm. inflammatory. So, like, you know, I was working out every day. So if I'd had my genetics, it would have shown that, hey, I can't keep inflammation under control. Correct. So what would I, what, you know, I'm on some products for inflammatory, the immune restore and some other things. But is that why it works? Because I started losing weight. After you, that's why they recommend fish oils and stuff like that for people who are trying to lose weight. You know, so that's not enough. Well, typically not. Depends on your markers. Yeah. If you have one marker of all of them, that's no big deal. But Mm -hmm. if you wind up having five or six, it's not fish oil is not going to help you. Well, and we now know that I had three mitochondrial mutations, and like you talk about in our in our other shows about tell them about athletics. I mean, athletes why they're why they're so in shape. Well, the whole idea is that the egg actually carries the mitochondria. So almost the all the mitochondria that you have, um, inherit. Now, that may not be perfect penetrance mm-hmm. like we thought because uh, we're seeing some changes in genetics that we can't understand. But most people um, basically inherit their mitochondria from their mom. Okay. And so basically by um, looking at just mitochondrial health, how healthy, healthy is the respiratory chain, the five-step process that makes energy. That's on the report. Typically, okay. we can actually judge how strong the mitochondria is. And okay. typically, top-level athletes have much healthier mitochondria. Well, you say they're like not working at 90%. 80 or 90% good versus average for patients who are sick. Now, this is my practice, so these are patients who don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is typically seventy percent. That's what I'm at. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a hard time recovering from exercise. But the whole idea is you got to do something. So for inflammation, fish oils, turmeric, simple things can help. Mm-hmm. You understand? Um, you know, anti-inflammatories of certain products. And then when you get really complicated, when there's a lot of inflammation, you have to go to things like low-dose naltrexone. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, that prescription. Mm-hmm, maybe some hemp oil or something, which is shown to be very CBD. beneficial. Sure, not not marijuana. Don't get Yeah, CBD oil without CBD the THC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so those are little tricks. We can also, we know that vanilla, for instance, can decrease your inflammation there's lots of funny little tricks that you can do to so don't go eat a bucket of vanilla ice cream we're talking about (laughs) the vanilla bean extract that's what we're trying to get correct true vanilla bean extract that's called a vanillaoid receptor okay it's on one of your it's on your immune cells it's really kind of interesting 
Um, that actually responds to peppers, too. That's why you love peppers so oh, much. Oh, yeah, I do. You love hot because... That's why I always say hot peppers will make you lose weight. They will because I eat the heck yeah. out of them. I should be like a rail. Well, but the whole idea is it's only one marker. <laughs> oh. But capsaicin hits the vanilloid receptor, so vanilla beans and capsaicin. So let's talk about that. It only hits one marker because mm-hmm. I was looking last night, as I always do before every show, and I'm looking at all these weight loss genetic companies and all this, and they're pinpointing like this one gene for obesity. But no. then I'm reading in the literature... There's, there's hundreds of them there's for hundreds. obesity, so you can't pinpoint one well, Here's the gene. deal. What they're doing is they're doing correlation studies. Oh, okay. So what they're doing is they're taking a bunch of heavy people, and they're looking at their genes and saying, oh, where are the similarities? Mm-hmm. You understand? You're not going to find it there, okay? Because correlation, what they're trying to do is develop a drug to target a gene okay. to fix it. That's not what we're after. What we're after here is to understand the chemistry. How do each of these genetic weaknesses work together in chemistry mm-hmm. as a whole to create a problem that creates weight gain for a person? So if they're looking at that, I can't even remember what it was. It was the, FOT. Is the one yeah, the F about. or FTO gene. Yeah, FTO. You know, and the, the doctors were like, no, you can't just look at that in isolation, which is good. Not. So. But this, we can look at the health because you got to have methylation or this FTO gene. It's, it's, it's not actually, even going to function. It's completely different. What they're looking for is a drug that would target a specific area to help you lose weight. Okay. That's what those studies are about. Okay. What this is about is how do we take what you have, overcome your weaknesses. Okay. Okay. And make you a healthier person. Okay. All right. Very interesting. I got some good questions for you when we come back, but we'll be right back with Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Did you know more than 75% of Americans have genetic mutations that affect the key areas of nutritional delivery? And millions of people waste their valuable income on nutritional supplements without knowing if it benefits their health. At Genomics Nutrition, we help guide people to the right nutrition through genetic testing. Your DNA is key to knowing what nutrition you need, but also what you don't need. Don't waste time and money on nutritional supplements. Get your DNA testing today through a Genomics Nutrition provider. A simple cheek swab is all that is needed and receive your results in just 14 days. Visit GenomicsNutrition.com to find a provider near you. Genomics Nutrition, advancing nutrition through science. And welcome back, everybody. We are on Season 3, Episode 6 of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. We're talking about weight loss and genetic testing, and we're going to touch a little bit about athletic performance. But we were just talking about how the genetics report on the Genomics Nutrition Panel can help you decide what might be best. Now, Dr. Stewart, I, I want to get into, there's a lot of women in particular and men that get on fentermine and some weight loss stimulant drugs mm-hmm. They're very similar to ADD, ADHD sure. type drugs, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Makes you feel, I mean, I'm guilty. I've tried it at one point in my sure. life. It made me a, a freaking mess mentally, mm-hmm. but I lost weight. Sure. And then I put it back on. Mm-hmm. But tell us a little bit about what that does to the brain. Well, here's. Or just why it doesn't stick. Well, here's the deal. Um, the thing about weight loss that they'll t- tend to teach you, which is true from a physiologic standpoint, is if you lose it too fast, you're probably going to gain it back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. If okay. it's slow and steady, lifestyle changes, few pounds weight a month. loss, yeah, then it's probably going to stick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with the drug uh, effect is you will lose weight. Now, all types of stimulants, increased dopamine, uh, help you a little bit with serotonin and some of the feel-good aspects. 
but I really decrease appetite. Mm-hmm. And there's one th- clean that thing that's very clear. You can't starve your way to weight loss for it. To yeah, it, it makes you not eat. That's right, because yeah. all stimulants decrease the appetite. And that's the problem with kids, too. The kids that are on ADD medicines, they, they lose, weight. lose weight and they get to be really skinny because they just don't eat. And then they're nutritionally deficient. And amphetamines actually do turn up the metabolic rate, so you burn more calories, but it's not really good calories. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm, we're never going to ever stop the use of that. because no, there's weight wants, loss clinics everywhere. Everybody wants is, a pill. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, and also you can go and basically get on a liquid diet. I know our mom did that mm-hmm. and lost a ton of weight. A ton of and weight. Eventually it came back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the long and the short of it is ultimately what you really want to do is you don't just want to lose the weight for now. You want to lose it for life. Yeah. Okay. You want to be healthy. And that's what the whole thing is. I think everybody is. knows that, but it's hard getting started. Well, it's you because, and I have lost 30 pounds here well, and there. This is confusing to doctors, man. This is complex yeah. chemistry. There's no easy easy answer. But this could help. Right. And people are all, you know, when you're looking at clients, patients, they want results. Yeah. You know, and so the thing about genetics. But also genetics, they want to feel good because they're feeling bad. So we could right. start with genetics, make them feel good first to get motivated. Well, here's the deal. Here's what you have to say. Um you know, my my best analogy is a garden. Okay. Okay, let's say we have a garden, and it's growing great, and then all of a sudden something happens and all the plants die. Yeah. Okay, the last thing you're going to do, because that's you when you were young. Everything was great, and yep. then all of a sudden it went to, you Beautiful know, garden. It went to crap, okay? <laughs> my dirt was terrible. <laughs> all right. All my plants died. Well, here's the problem. The problem is the soil, not the plant. So okay. the problem is if you don't fix the soil. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go put brand new plants back into this. I love that analogy. Back into this Why crappy soil. Why do you put soil. it back into that bad And that's dirt. what we've been doing. So the whole concept of genetics. So think of it in weight loss as the exercise and the diet is really the plant. Mm-hmm. That's something that's great. It's good for anybody. Okay. To control your diet, eat healthy, whether it's paleo or whether it's zone or any yeah. of those things. Mediterranean, it doesn't really matter. What you really want to do, though, with genetics is make sure that your dirt is very fertile. That's a very good point. Fertilize your soil. That's your genes. Because you're going to also ready. get health benefits from it. So you're going to decrease cancer risk. You're going to decrease inflammation. So you're decreasing cardiovascular disease. You're decreasing the risk of all those old people diseases, autoimmune diseases, arthritis, dementia, Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, migraines, dizziness. You're just going to decrease all of those. Well, what's interesting when when I see your patients that come into our store, talk on the phone and either with the fertility issue, you know, now they're pregnant and they're so Mm -hmm. excited but also with the you know they've been on the methylation they started the mitocell pqq and they've lost a few pounds and they were like astonished because they're like 60 years old yeah and And so really for the for the patients that get pregnant we're not a fertility clinic we're a health clinic yeah all we do is well i was gonna say we are not a weight loss genetic company we're a health company that's right because when you're healthier your body will not feel that it needs to retain as much weight because it's not in as much crisis yeah and also, you know, I get frustrated. People are like, why aren't you and Dr. Stewart super thin and stuff? I'm like, do you know that we're lucky to be walking around with our genetics? <laughs> At least me. I, you're not yeah. bad like me. But, you know, there's people out there, you know, that could be a lot heavier, but they're taking care of their genetics. So they're actually at a pretty good weight. Well, you know, we've got a little false concept in our society. That everybody should be super thin. Right. Well, let's look at a bunch of NFL football players. Mm-hmm. Are they, are they in, in shape? When they're playing? When they're playing. Yeah, they look really good. Yeah. They want to look like that, right? Uh-huh. But you know what? 
later on, they may not look so good. Well, you know what's cool is that the, our company, Genomics Nutrition, um, just started working with the uh, NFL alumni, mm-hmm. and they're doing our testing because sure. these men are struggling after mm-hmm. ex, you know, quitting football, NFL football. Absolutely, because and they, what's that? What kind of goes into our athletic performance? What's that about? Well, you know, athletic performance. Um, first of all, um, athletes, and I can say it as one myself. Um, we're really stupid. Because <laughs> when we're young, we beat the heck out of our bodies. Yeah. I mean, and we just, we live off the the pump, the mental pump. Adrenaline. Of, the mental pump of being in shape and well, working you're young. Out. Yeah. But you also eat like crap mm-hmm. almost always. Or they take that t- or a ton of protein, which can't always be. Well, and protein, now you're talking about bodybuilders. But yeah. what, what I'm talking about is the regular athlete who, I mean, a football player is going to go eat eats like three hamburgers. Two hamburgers, <laughs> pizza, you know, okay. Because they burn it all off. Sure, because they don't have to think about it. Well, but in, in health in general and athletic performance, even when we're dealing with 20-year-old kids. So I saw a 19-year-old top athlete in my office yesterday. Uh-huh. And, you know, once we fixed his genetics, mm-hmm. not only did his performance improve, yep. but his recovery time improved. His if he got hurt. Improved, his, his concussion recovery potential was already fixed. In place. Because you know, this guy was a pitcher. So if he, got he gets beamed, he's yeah. already ready to recover. Quicker. You understand? Right. And so, and, you know, they were just amazed. And he was also a far better student. Well, and like you, we did a surgery show a couple episodes ago, and you—it's just like that. If you know your markers and you can protect yourself, if this kid gets hurt and has to have surgery on his face, yeah, he'll recover faster. The hardest thing to have for an athlete is as you get older, your performance goes down, and you really don't believe it in your head. Yeah, it's really hard. That's why I think a lot of professional athletes, at least the ones that we're dealing with now, um, are getting their genetics because they are realizing they can't recover like they used to. And and the more muscle mass, you know, it depends on the athlete you're dealing with, but when you're dealing with big men or big women, um, and I mean, stature wise, you know, carrying a lot of muscle mass, you know, the life, the life expectancy is not as long for big people. Yeah. And so we have to make sure that we maximize their potential because they have responsibilities of their family Mm -hmm. and their job. And they don't want to die at 55. Heck no. Yeah. So the long and the short of it is, Genetics and health is really about every aspect of health. Uh-huh. And that we need to know specifically where's your weakness. Not somebody else, not all athletes. And your siblings not, all are different. Not all heavy people and all athletes that walk into our clinic. This is what we do for them. Yes. The same thing for everybody. No. No, customized. Everybody's different. Everybody's okay? different. And this will help no matter what. If you're a long distance runner or if you're an athlete that wants to bodybuild. Or if you're just a person who generally just wants to feel better in life. Well, you know, I have a lot of parents when they listen to your concussion show and stuff tell me, God, I wish I hadn't let my son play football. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay, though, if we can see his genetics, we can hopefully, you know, support that they won't have issues as they get older if we can support the, the markers, the genetic weaknesses. Well, what you're doing Will is you're preparing help? them for recovery should it happen. Or No, they're saying they they got hit when they were younger and they sure. were worried as they got older if they were going to suffer. Saying. So what would happen is, you know, I will certainly let my youngest son play football if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we'll make sure he's at the stature he needs to be. Nutritionally? Both, both physically and nutritionally. I don't believe in... My personal feeling is that we don't need nine and ten year old kids out there in pads hitting each other. Yeah. Okay. But when he gets to junior high and it's time to play, I will certainly let him play. But what I'm going to do is make sure that all his genetics are covered. Yep. 
so that if he certainly hurts himself, whether it's his knee or his head or his okay. inner ear or his arm, it doesn't matter. He will recover it because, at, to the best of his ability. Okay. Well, let's get to the this. Now we're getting into sports a little bit. Mm -hmm. You love this this topic because you're good at it. So, the concern is is an international panel of experts issued a consensus statement in the British Journal of Sports Medicine in November, declaring that no child should be subjected to genetic testing to determine sporting talent. No. Because just because your parent was an amazing athlete, that doesn't mean your child's going to be amazing. They go, oh, he's got my genes. Well, yeah, he has your genes, but you married somebody, you don't know their genes. Well, you're not looking at genetics from a sporting talent. And I don't care if you looked at a gene and said, oh, you would be a great tennis player. That doesn't mean that that person should go into tennis. Yeah. Or they're going to be interested. Well, there's in no gene for that. No. <laughs> it would be nice. You know, so what? that's the statement they're making. They're saying just don't do that. Yeah, what I'm saying is that Whatever you choose in life, mm -hmm. I don't care what you choose. If you're an athlete and or your child is an athlete, you need to know that they're going to get injured. Yes. It's going to happen. It's, it is going to happen. Okay. And so what we have to do is we not only want to make them the best athlete we can by just simply putting in the nutritional elements that are good for them. Now, mm -hmm. we're not talking about athletic enhancement here. Okay. We're talking about maximizing recovery potential okay do you understand yeah There's a big difference from that because even in soccer i mean the littlest sports you're going to get hurt of course you are so if you got poor genetics just take care of them nutritionally so the whole idea is just like we would do for any athlete that walks on the field we're going to assume that every athlete that walks on the football field at one time is going to get his bell rung yep so what we're going to do is we're going to make all his nutritional elements that have to do with neurological healing mm -hmm. as best as we can because we're also going to improve their dopamine, their serotonin, the way they think, so their, their reflex function. speed. So they not only are better athletes, but they're actually more um, prone to not get into injury. Okay. But if they happen to get injured, they will be at their best uh, ability to recover. Well, you know, besides the ones that are that are good for the genetics on a you know a basis of you know preparing the child if they were to get injured like the full focus i have a lot of parents that that give that to their child like before a soccer game before mm -hmm. a test i mean because it's not a product that you have to use every day right like on the right. weekends so how can that be used for for sports because you're stimulating dopamine and no you're actually not sti we don't stimulate we don't have any stimulants yeah. in our line what we have is ability to turn over dopamine well, it's all natural yeah it's basically amino acids that help dopamine process quicker so, which means you turn it over quicker, which means your reflex speed can be a little bit faster. These are not illegal substances. No, no. Okay. These are supplements. Yeah. But you can't look at this test and you can say, well, this child will probably be a pretty good athlete. But I can't tell you this is going to be a world-class athlete. No. Do you understand? Yeah. So, I don't think that they're looking at it right, in my opinion, for that statement. They obviously have some other thing in their mind. Uh -huh. I haven't talked to them, so I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. But what I will tell you, you can obviously look at this and tell who would probably be a fairly decent athlete, but it doesn't mean there's so much more to athletics than just physical genetics. Well, and also your brain has the a lot to do The biggest problem is right between your ears. Now, here's the problem. <laughs> the organ that needs the most energy in the body is the brain. Yep. Followed by that. the immune system. Yeah. <laughs> and muscles are way down the list. So you got to okay. get energy. Right. Well, and then the one other thing is, too, there's some people that just aren't built. Like, I'm going to sign up for a half marathon. If they have poor mitochondria and poor methylation like that, that may not be a right choice for them. Maybe. Because you can't train well, hard mentally enough. Mentally, you can overcome whatever you really want to. That's awesome, okay? yeah. 
But what I'm going to tell you is that obviously by getting your nutritional elements right and your recovery, because really the workout is not the thing that makes you big. It's the recovery. It's the recovery. It makes makes you healthier, makes you stronger, makes you. And that's what's so frustrating for people that are having some problems is you go to work out and you're so sore for like the next three days. You worked out too hard. Yeah. So go slow. not very good recovery potential. No. Yeah. I've been guilty of that if I've slacked and then I get in the gym and I'm all excited and then I don't go back because it hurt too much. Open the front door. Open the front door. Do 10 minutes. Do 10 minutes (laughs) of cardio. And they always say 80% or 70% what goes in your mouth is more important than the the workout itself, right? That's that's not true. You don't think so? Well, it's it's probably true in today's society because we got eat so much terrible food. Well, we have so much access to. Yeah. Okay. But clean nutrients, clean food. Well, I'll tell you, in Austin, we're detox well. We're a little bit blessed in Austin. We have, if you even want to go out and have food, there is much healthier. Oh yeah. So, but you know, you go to Podunk, Texas, and you don't there's have not much. a big Dairy Queen and Subway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which we like. Waterburger. <laughs> I love Waterburger. <laughs> so I do too. But the thing plug. is, you, you can have a Waterburger, you just can't have it every day for lunch. Yeah, that's okay. true. All right, everybody. Well, thank you, Dr. Stewart, for joining us today. So I appreciate it. And I hope everybody enjoyed the show. I really did. And I hope everybody has a blessed and beautiful day. This show is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. Dr. Stewart serves as the chief science officer and lead formulator for neurobiologics and advises you to consult with your own medical professional on any information given during this programming. This information is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or medical condition.